This is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. Oh my. Check out what these desperate mother are up to this week. Let's do Civil War. Okay, so... Um, he lost his train of thought. No, nah, I just wanted to, oh. I wanted to give myself space so I can edit out okay, so... Because we still have to get those little tasers for that when we say okay, so we can shock the fuck out of each other. <laughs> you just want to tase somebody. You want to tase somebody. You bought one, didn't you? I have a taser, yes. I could tase somebody. That'd be fun. Is, it, put... is it like a, a touch taser oh, yeah. or is it a shoot taser? No, no, it's just a touch taser. Is it like a sex taser? No. Like those flashlight looking ones? No. It has a flashlight on it, <laughs> but it's not like a flashlight looking I, one. I think he bought a sex taser. I think he, he, did he didn't know sex it. Taser. <laughs> does it does it have like a, a handle and then a cone? No. Does it, does it it's got at, the little prongs at the. So end. it looks like a stud finder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the sex tasers look I like. I know. Okay. That's why I said it wasn't. <laughs> I said it just had a. But then you said it had a flashlight it on did. it. Did <laughs> Okay. It wasn't my fault that they put a flashlight on it. It doesn't mean it's a sex teaser, motherfucker. You could probably use it as a sex teaser. <laughs> you might. You're 70,000 volts, bitch. Let's no. <laughs> get those nipples hard. <laughs> you, know who, you know who would use a sex teaser if he had access to it? Jack. Ramsey. <laughs> oh, you would. You would. Okay. <laughs> Marvel Civil War. We all we all finally got to go see Marvel Civil War. We were on opening night. We, we were at that shit on preview night. It's not we even were. opening night. Opening yeah. night was the next day. Technically, we were there on preview night. It, it was it was opening night somewhere. Yes, it was it was first possible showing night. So so Matt got in because he was willing to see the three D part. Yes, and willing to have somebody stand in line for. Him. Yep. Now you, I you, coerced. You got in the line at. I didn't get in the line. I said, bitch, save my oh. seat. And then when I got there, we were already sitting in the theater. Okay. So, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. It worked out pretty well. You didn't have to stand in line for like two hours like nope, we did? No, I didn't stand in line for a second. We got there to stand in line for two hours, almost two hours, mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Well, we got there. Uh, my girlfriend was cold, so I gave her my jacket and by girlfriend, you mean CJ's warm? <laughs> I did not yeah. even ask for the jacket. I said, I'm fine. I'm going to be cold anyway. I'm cold all the time anyway. He's a good, you're a good, you're a good boyfriend there. Yeah. yeah. Here's your jacket, honey. Didn't buy me a popcorn, though, so fuck you, bitch. He gave you a reach around with no popcorn? No. Motherfucker. What is going on? No, rude and not yeah. buttery at all. God. What an asshole. All right. There, there was a lot of standing in line. I, no, you didn't. You got there at what, 9.15? We stood in line for an hour. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. Okay. How long did you stand in line? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I have s- stood in line for a very long time for movies, and an hour yeah. is not nearly enough. Yeah. So I, what was the penance you paid for not st- for standing in line for only an hour? Um, the penance was sitting in the very front oh, of the it was, theater. It was, technically, it was row two. Yes. Okay. It's the second row from an IMAX. Oh, so that's why you got that neck brace on. Yes. Okay. But we were dead center. Nice. At least you got something out of it. Dead center. Okay. And we we were in the the handicapped chairs, so we did not have other fat motherfuckers sitting on either side of us. The mentally handicapped for only showing up an hour before the movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So you guys had the, uh, the horrible... Lean your chair all the way back and hope that you don't break your neck. You know, you know. except for the battle scenes where they started to do the uh, uh, the gladiator type uh, stutter frame, it wasn't that bad. Okay, that's um, pretty good considering how big the IMAX screen is. Yeah, uh, you know the the seats rocked back. Uh, you kind of got used to panning around. And I think what was more helpful than anything is the IMAX picture is super clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, if we were in a regular mm-hmm. theater with that kind of like closeness, it would have sucked. But <laughs> yeah, the the toughest part of the of it was you know CJ snoring in the seat next to me. <laughs> the action going back and forth, back and forth in the first scene <laughs> put you to sleep. <laughs> I think it rocked me to sleep. Oh my gosh! I think it was out for like thirty seconds. Ooh. You know. You pay to go watch superheroes fight, you know, because that's boring-ass shit. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to sleep. 
Yeah, the last time I fell well, there, asleep there, in it. There was a little bit of alcohol involved also. And getting up like early. Like a keg? No. Okay. It well, does not take a keg me. to... <laughs> That's right. It does not take a keg to put CJ asleep anymore. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Now that I've had my... Uh, Pull receipt, though. Yeah. No, it doesn't take a keg anymore. <laughs> no, I'm a cheap... I'm a cheap, cheap date. date rape. Yeah. I'm a cheap Jack, date rape. Jack knows what he's doing. I got you. <laughs> All right. All right, so we get to, we get to Civil War... And you guys got horrible seats. And believe it or not, the guy that saved my seat got there at like 11 a.m. Wow. Yeah. And we still did not have great seats. We were in the f- like probably about 15 row, 10 rows up, 10-ish mm-hmm. rows up. So definitely not as close as you guys were, but it was centered. Okay. But it was still Closer not, than you wanted. So. Yeah. It definitely was a middle of the theater for some dude show up at 11 for you know six hours. Well, no more, like almost eight hours before the movie started. Yeah, that's, that's pretty insane. So in other so, words, let other fuckers see the movie first and wait till Sunday to get a good seat. Apparently. I mean, since you're off on the weekends, you totally could do that. And it's not going to cost you extra. Yeah, but you know how it is. You, we're big nerds, so we got to go see it at the first possible gotta showing. Got to have the nerd cred. Yeah. Couldn't have this podcast if we didn't no, go for the nerd cred. No, We'd no. still be waiting to see it tomorrow. That's right. We, we would not be first out with the... Well, we were still not going to be first out with the Civil War podcast review, but... Yeah, I know. The, the, the I get prob- all my shit and put it out tonight. We'll still be pretty good. We'll be pretty good, but we probably still won't be first. I, I, can, do, I can do a spoilers video tomorrow. You could, yeah. but the problem is you won't finish editing this for a week and a half, no, which means we could have waited until... Until the next weekend and seeing the show. We'll see. I might surprise and put this up today. That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's just going to do it to spite you. you might, might yeah, I hope so. That's the only way I, I do see. things. It's like, fuck you, Jack. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> this goes up. Here's your podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> Remember that part Bam. where you make it fun of your wife? I left that in there, too. <laughs> I want my jacket back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if he did that. He like, cues it up and plays it for her. Like, like with an, on an iPad or something. Hey, check this out, Lisa. It's like, like a couple of times Sarah like said, you're such an asshole. Why? I listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So we got their movie. Let's do overall movie impressions. Overall. My overall. impression of Marvel okay. Civil For, War was this. Give it a this, score out of 10. This out of ten, no, I'm not, I'm gonna give it a two point five. You know why? Because it was Avengers two point five. <laughs> like Matt said earlier when we were talking, he called it Avengers two point five, and I'm it. running with that. Yeah, I called it Avengers two point five, and I swear it is not Captain America Civil War. It is Avengers two point five. See how I gave you credit? For right, that? Thank it, you, I appreciate it's, that. It's definitely an Avengers Jack movie. Jack wouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, definitely an Avengers movie. I mean, Captain America doesn't. He- really even win in the end man it was more of an iron man movie than it was a I, Captain it America was more movie. iron man 4 than captain america oh, yeah. 3 and and i think they did that because robert downey jr said he's not going to do another iron man yeah. movie. yeah he'll do an avengers movie although he he may do aunt may oh he was definitely gonna do aunt may yeah. and hottie is what he called her yeah. for good reason oh yeah. my god he's gonna do aunt may and then he's gonna do peter <laughs> i don't know if he'll do peter but Peter's a little more feminine yeah. than uh, Aunt May. Wow. <laughs> all right. So overall, overall, like, hate. Like, hate. I liked Ultron. I'm going to like this. Yeah. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. This was, th- this was not as good as, as Age of Ultron because it didn't have James Spider in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will say I liked it better than Age of Ultron. Did you? Yes, but, I liked it better than Age of Ultron. But the problem I have with the movie is that a lot of my fellow nerds were like, this is... The best movie ever. Perfect score, ten out of ten. This is great. Can't perfect. Can't get any better. Well, people were talking about like that in line before we even saw it. Right, but I'm just saying this was after the movie reactions. Yeah. I'm not saying that they saw the movie and then said, "Oh yeah, you know, it's not that." But it seemed like the critical response was actually more positive. So people just automatically accepted that this was going to be the greatest Marvel movie made yet, and. I gotta say, I don't see it being the greatest Marvel movie ever made. I I rank it right now about fifth, five or fifth. This felt very much like a filler movie, like a like a after Age of Ultron and before mm-hmm. whatever is going to happen next, before the next um, Infinity movie, right. Well, if you if you look at it, 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 it's an Avengers movie to deal with the ramifications of Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. You drop Sokovia down. And kill how many ever people, and what's going to happen because of that? Well, they, you know, 
came out with the the Sokovia Accords. Well, and if you read Civil War, right, this was very it's con- very different. It was different than the Civil War series, yeah. and the Civil War thing was massive. I, I actually thought the storyline of uh, the Civil War comic books may have been more timely because they had the super team going in with the reality uh, the reality show the with, reality with show speedball and blowing mm, up the school yeah. with the kids mm. um i i don't understand what, why would you why would you even call this civil war it's it's not civil war the the fact that the superheroes fight each other that the two avengers you know sides basically they become two sides of the avengers split and then they battle each other and really, they didn't even go all out on each other. But you, you didn't get even get feel. into the, cl- the Mutant Registration Act at all. No, there was I, no, I mean, there was I mean, what the Super <laughs> really, Mutant Registration Act? <laughs> really, the Civil War is like a hybrid of the yes. Mutant Registration Act, right? <laughs> The yeah. Superhero Registration Act. So. The Superhero <laughs> Registration Act. That's perfect. This is not X-Men, motherfucker. <laughs> but it is. I mean, the whole Civil War thing was kind of a growth of the it, Mutant it Registration Act. It was an extension Act. of it. And if you're a longtime Marvel reader, you yeah. saw that for what right. it was. Right, No, you know, that makes X-Men sense. X-Men is like, about fucking time, assholves. We've been dealing with, with this forever. Part, right. <laughs> But, you know, and the other reason... Well, Captain America, Sentinel's coming for you now. Well, here, here's the other thing is, is that, I mean, honestly, the, the damage that happens in Nigeria there, at Lagos... Ni- Nigeria? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the, the kind of the blast that yeah, yeah, yeah. hits that building. I mean, it's very, very trivial compared to what happened to Sokovia. Or what mm-hmm. happened in New York City. Right. Or a lot of the other, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of the other issues that they touched on. So why is that all of a sudden the impetus when they had Wanda do that thing? Yeah, and I thought, oh, this is how they're equating that. Yeah. But really, shit, the Avengers movie. This should have been right after that. Well, and especially, yeah, especially like, buildings destroyed, Manhattan uh, in wrecks, uh, thousands of people dead. The alien invasion and the Avengers movie was like. 20 fucking 911s. Right. Yeah. But I mean, let's say let's say they totally view that like as in most people. So let's say 90% an of the alien invasion is an alien invasion. These people save us from the aliens. Okay? So we're pretty pro um Avengers at this point. But then they failed to stop Sokovia dropping down on and killing how many ever people that that Yeah, did. the more you talk about it, the more I realize that that movie is ridiculous and stupid. <laughs> Well, it's 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 not that it's ridiculously and stupid. It's just that it's that there there's there's more obvious plot holes than than the kind of the shiny action covers up when you when you think about it. So the Koch brothers build a giant robot to like lift the planet off the ground and slam lift the city off the ground and slam it back into the crust of the earth in order to frack it a little bit better. <laughs> oh wait, they would do that if they could. <laughs> But, I mean, so... so Yes, the, Coke brothers, send your assassins after me. <laughs> but, um... My name's Jack. No, <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> like I said, you know, the whole Sokovia thing, I mean, this is really a follow-up for that. The, the whole Nigeria thing was just basically just to give us some sort of segue back into the Marvel Universe. Yeah, there. because an explosion happened in front of a building yeah. of X amount of people. But in Sokovia, right... It started off with like the chick from The Wire, or anyway, she's from one of the cop shows. She's like, "Here, Tony, this was my son. He was doing something altruistic, right. and he died because okay. you failed to do right. your job. Right? Because you think, you know, no matter the fact that if the Avengers weren't there, nobody could have stopped that. Right. right? Right? But because Tony failed to stop or save her son." To save her son from a building falling on him after he saved the planet. At the same time, he was saving the planet. Right. 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 Um, now we have to institute laws against you doing what you're doing. And now we're going to need bureaucrats to like uh, oversee uh, oversee yeah. what you're doing. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to have more and more Benghazis. And then we can't have Hillary be president. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I digress that I'll have to edit out. Dude. I think that. If you really wanted to do Civil Wars, uh, you needed to do a part one, part two. Uh, you needed to do a build-up, a climax, and then, uh, you know, act 
three would have been the entire second movie. Well, here, here's the deal. And but they didn't, they didn't have the plan or the budget or the tolerance for that, so they tried to compress it down to two and a half hours, and they had to cut, 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 cut. But they really left us and every and the audience out of the loop because why was it so important for us t- to get okay so we we read civil war we know what civil war was we know the civil war was was exposing your secret identity to the US government in order to register yourself that way that you weren't a rogue element in the world but you never got that in this movie you, you didn't and what you also didn't get was you didn't get on uh, at the hour that the law was enacted, you didn't have the government squads arresting any superhero that had not complied up to that point. Right. At this point, it was Cap decided he wasn't going to do it, and now Cap is a rogue agent. And who else is a rogue agent? Who cares? Cap and anybody who talks to him. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It, it's not Civil War. It's Civil War in name only. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, it is not Civil War. They did not fight to the death at all. They weren't going that hard at it in the airport scene. Is the airport scene an awesome, you know, superhero on superhero fight? Yes, it really is. It's really cool. We haven't seen anything quite like that. But they weren't trying to kill each other because they could have. It was almost like play fighting. Yeah. It, it, and, and then uh, Black Widow let him go. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm going to like stun this person. And look, I said I was going to show up here, but I didn't say I was going to stop you. Right. Seriously, yeah. it was like the ramifications weren't felt. It, it seemed like Civil War was General Ross's baby. Mm-hmm. General Ross? Yeah, there's General Ross. It was General he Ross. He was Secretary right? of State. Yeah, in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's got a hard on for the Hulk, but he, he's out for everybody else. Apparently. But I, it's, it, like I said, the, the real thing is it's, it's just not Civil War. And they did that kind of with Age of Ultron. If you think about the name, the title Age mm-hmm. of Ultron, was there it was a whole period where Ultron had already taken over in the comics. You know, he Ultron, Ultron is unstoppable. Yes, he takes over in the comic version of Age of Ultron. Okay, I mean, once Ultron gets into the internet, he's done. You know, it, it's like trying to erase every copy of everything that you can download. You can't do it. Yeah, from every single system yeah, ever. Yeah. But well, the, but the thing of it is, is Age of Ultron is not really an Age of Ultron. It's just Ultron's in these movies, and they called it Age of yes. Ultron. They have an actual comic tie-in, and the fact that they have Tony and, and Cap fighting and disagreeing over something, they call that Civil War. Even though it wasn't really a civil war, so the most but interesting didn't, part didn't we even reverse the chicken and the egg? I, wasn't it Wanda and Vision blinking that created Ultron? No, 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 no. no. Wanda and Vision blinking created Wish Babies. Oh, the Wish Babies. The Wish okay. Babies then were mm-hmm. killed, and then Wanda realized that the Wish Babies never existed to begin with, and then she destroyed the Marvel universe. <laughs> It's so tough to remember. That's why I was like kind of hesitant when they showed Wanda and uh, Vision get a little bit close. They did. Because that was the whole reason that uh, Rhodey got shot, is he was distracted because he was distracted over Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And remember, Tony says, I didn't think that was possible. And then Vision's response is, neither did I. Yeah. Mm. So there's definitely some sort of they're development gonna, they're there. Gonna, they're yeah. going to become the, the Vision of Scarlet Witch, which was a big storyline forever. Mm-hmm. And then they had Wish Babies. <laughs> he really wants the Wish Babies. <laughs> the Wish Babies fucked up like Vision of Scarlet Witch in the Marvel Universe, you know? Um, especially, I mean, when it came to the Marvel Ultimates, because we can't distinguish the Marvel Universe from the Marvel Ultimates Universe from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Have you noticed that the MCU has been picking well, and choosing a la carte what it wants from the traditional Marvel Universe and the ultimate Marvel Universe, right? I mean, we have a black Nick Fury. Sure. That's right. an ultimate thing. And a lot of the coolest elements of the MCU are from the Marvel Ultimates Universe. Right. But still, there are like big swaths of traditional Marvel Universe. So you never know what you're going to get. No, and I mean, that's kind of the thing with the MCUs. I've always thought of it as its own standalone. It is. There are three Marvel Universes. Right. There's a Marvel traditional universe. 
the Marvel Ultimates universe and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. And we all know this. Right. So when they say, when you say, well, they're picking and choosing, and I'm like, well, since it's its own identity or it's its own universe, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. So but... you're like, what are they going to do? Right. So are they going to do Wish Babies? <laughs> <laughs> you, want the, you want the Wish Babies. I don't want the Wish Babies. <laughs> they hurt me. You talk so much about the Wish Babies. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a Fantastic Four movie with Franklin. Mm. <laughs> Uh, okay. And power pack. <laughs> power pack. <laughs> any any Fantastic Four movie that they make is going to suck. That's what I've decided. They might as well do Franklin and the Power there Pack. This is going to suck. <laughs> it can't do any worse than they already have. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. So let's break down. I want to see Nova and Galactus. Let's you break down specifically some of the things that you liked and didn't like okay. about the movie. All right, fair enough. Let's... I didn't like Wanda getting hard for this, the robot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nipples got like diamond cutty for the robot. Uh, there was some sort of tension, sexual or otherwise, between them. And they were very comfy. Now, they kind of played it off as Vision was there to be her prison holder. Right, right, where Vision is actually an embodiment of, um, what's his name? Tony? No, Tony's robot. Jarvis. Jarvis, yeah. So so Vision has all the um, information and power that Jarvis has, which is pretty much more than Iron Man. Right, right. No, I, I... I'm trying to think of of what I like. Well, go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're going to say. Okay, that was something you didn't like, right? Anything else you didn't like? Anything else I didn't like? Oh, you did just open the can of worms, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna be here all night. (laughs) I didn't like them wrapping Tony's origin up in a bow tied to fucking Bucky and Captain America. Okay. It was that, like that you was made contract. me. Who made you? I I don't know if it's quite as bow tied as it was. It seemed pretty contrived. Okay, well, it was contrived, but I don't think it necessarily wraps Tony Stark's character up as in a bow. But the fact that they relate it back to Bucky and Cap, because you know what, fuck Bucky. I remember reading Captain America when I was right. a kid. You know where Bucky was? Not alive. Right. But here's here's the deal. Like you got you got Bucky then involved in a huge moment in Tony Stark's life. You know, very important. The assassination of his parents. Oh, correct. Pretty, pretty important. Formative moment. Yes. A very, Batman Joker moment. It's huge. Bucky's the fucking Joker now. Right. But the Bucky's the, the Joker. <laughs> Bucky's Jack Napier. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah. It's He's it's a Batman's big deal. origin. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal, especially to Tony's character. And um which it goes back to what we said earlier, that this is more of an Iron Man four movie than mm-hmm. it is a Captain America yeah, three movie. Because yeah. the because the character development is in Iron Man's character and Tony Stark's character, not with Cap. Cap is still being Cap. Right, right. You know, there's no change Cap in Cap. Cap is irrelevant to Tony Stark right now. But Bucky He's Bucky's like, a motherfucker who needs to die. But, so Captain is kind of like Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones movies. Except less relevant than Indiana Jones is to the Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> if Captain wasn't there at all, it would be Iron Man and Bucky. Yeah, Iron I mean, Man versus Bucky. Yeah. Iron Bucky is Iron Man's red skull. Captain America was created because of uh Nazi super strength. Right. And Iron Man was created because of Bucky's Winter Soldier strength. Yeah, I mean, if if, if I mean, was that that was something else you didn't like? Right. right? No, right. I don't like that at all. Because you said that was that is not an Iron Man origin in not the at traditional all. Marvel universe. Yeah, not at all. It's not even an Iron Man origin in the in the Ultimate universe. No, it's it's a definitely an MCU it's, thing. Yeah. it's something they threw in. So I guess I should like it just because it's an MCU thing. But you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Well, here, let me comment further on it. I mean, <laughs> let me comment. Since we're on the subject of some bullshit. Yeah. Let, me, let me comment further this, on it. This, this, this goes, we got to be called some bullshit. <laughs> is, it, is it, I mean, like I said, you, you, have, a, you have an Iron Man, uh, a Tony Stark character right now that is going through a lot of shit. Okay. Because before, 
you know, in Iron Man 1, he doesn't give a shit really about anyone but himself. And they've kind of developed well, him Well, he's rich all. as fuck. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But and I mean, his you, parents are already dead, so right. he kind of like attributed that to an accident. So he wasn't, he didn't have a grudge. Well, not only that, but I mean, he really doesn't give a shit about people. He, he goes well, around. because he had nobody to have a grudge he, against. He, well, built, no, he builds missiles and guns, and he sells it to whoever wants to buy them. Right. He really, that's just what he does. He doesn't care if it kills people generally. He doesn't care about any of that shit. doesn't care really about people so much, you know. You know, he fucks whoever he wants, goes about his day, mm-hmm. and you see a character development in, in, in his character where he does start caring about people. But I still find it hard to believe, and you touched on this earlier, that he's going to get all weepy-eyed and, and feel something for this altruistic kid that you mentioned that dies, mm-hmm. um, was in Sokovia was? Yeah, yeah. Okay? So I, I, I don't see that as, as doing it. But the reason that they had to bring that in is because... What he's really upset about is whatever the hell happened with him and Pepper, and they don't touch it at all. Yeah, uh, Pepper is barely given a line or two during the entire movie. She's I mean, mentioned that she, they're having problems or on a break. She's absent. Right. She's conspicuously absent. Right. So there's some crazy shit after Iron Man 3 had to come out, and we don't have any idea what it is, but Tony's messed up. So he's menstruating because his chick is gone. I doubt he's menstruating, but he is... He's not doing well emotionally. <laughs> he might be suffering massive guilt for something he's done. Right. Or massive self-doubt for something he's not sure he's done. Right. Now, has RDJ agreed to do one more movie? Well, he's agreed to do as many movies as they have, <laughs> as long as they're not Iron Man movies. He, he's, he's under contract, I know, for at least Infinity War. Okay. And then I heard he's, he's already confirmed in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, he's not the, the, doing any more Iron Man. And, they're doing like a scene exchange. So that they did a scene with Spider-Man and Aunt May, and then Aunt, yeah. and Spider-Man's going to do a scene with Iron Man. But so. the fucker's like 50. But well, the thing is, he just said in like an interview like yesterday or the day before that he's now open to doing an Iron Man 4. Okay. So we might find out what the hell happened with him and Pepper. But... They they really don't touch on it. They just say they're having problems. So you know Tony's messed up because he even says later in the movie that was one of the reasons he was willing to go along with the Sokovia Accords was to kind of get this balance, you know, back so that he could kind of make things up with Pepper. So I don't know what exactly happened there with them, and it's not. And nobody about. does. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't talk it about it. So, but it's a big deal because it affects his decision making. There's got to be something they're planning on discussing again or bringing up. I would think so. Which is why I I say that this movie should have been uh, Civil War Part One and Civil War Part Two because there's so much stuff that they left out. They left out um, Pepper. They left out. Um, all these different things, the, the things that built up, the, the government seizures, they left all these things out that would have made this so much better of a movie. Well, it's just like um, a lot of people were talking about that this is Captain America movie was part one, and the next Captain America movie will be part two where he gets killed and Bucky takes over as Captain America. <laughs> but, I right? mean... Because Bucky's Captain America. Well, he is in... At a point, he's definitely Captain America. At a point, he's Captain America. Yeah. Because after Captain America gets shot... Where does that leave left... Sam Wilson? Where is he now? It's Falcon, dude. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's nothing without Captain America, and Bucky doesn't give a shit about him. Well, I mean, and, I mean, okay, so we could go on a little bit more about that, and we probably will circle back at some point, but actually say something you liked about the movie. Something I liked about the movie. Wow. <laughs> That's definitive. <laughs> yeah, I still think I know over there. We might be here a while. Come on, get that hamster on his wheel. No, no, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm thinking about like things that I saw in the movie that mm-hmm. I have problems with, and I have less problems or more problems with it. Um, I, like that, I like that they did a little bit of development on the Scarlet Witch. Okay. Um, they kind of delved in a little bit. They showed her doing some neat shit. Um, they showed that uh, Wanda has a lot of potential. A lot of power. A lot of power. Yeah. Wanda is the most powerful mutant in the Marvel Universe. She is. And That's uh, how she got wish babies. 
<laughs> Please don't talk about the wish babies. <laughs> that and the fact that doesn't she in the more recent comics, if I remember correctly, take like everyone's mutant abilities and yeah. mess them up? Yes, like everyone's. Yeah, all yeah. the X. She totally controls the known world. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, yeah, she's kind of powerful. <laughs> uh, so I, I think they need to totally develop, and I think they started to develop the uh, the Scarlet Witch as a. St- as a potential standalone character, do I dare say that? It's I not going to happen. No, no, because Scarlet Witch never stands alone. She's Scarlet. She's Vision and Scarlet Witch. She's never. She's never going to do a standalone movie. That's hell, why they got the romantic thing happening with Vision. Hell, hell they only, Kevin Feige only announced like what is a day or two ago that they're finally going to commit to a Black Widow solo movie. Yeah, that's what he says. Um, so we'll see. Is we'll, what I say. We'll see where that goes. But, I mean, that would be cool if they do it right. Until then, you have Lucy. Yeah, well, at least it's something. It's still got ScarJo in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what's that one movie where she plays the alien who, like, eats people? Oh, yeah, you're uh, under the skin. Under the skin. Did you see that? No, I have not. It's good. She's naked. Excellent. I'll put that on my to-do list. <laughs> yes. I watched that movie three times, <laughs> three minutes at a time. I'm... <laughs> I started trying to watch it, and... It's terrible. Yeah. It, it's totally indie. It gets under the skin. Okay. It, it's very full of itself. Okay. So what did you dislike about the movie? Dislike. Okay, number one. Peggy Carter. Their treatment of Peggy Carter. Number one. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I have been in love with the Agent Carter series. I've been in love with Peggy Carter. Um, she is a a forties pinup girl. She he masturbates to Peggy Carter. Fuck yeah! No, okay. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. They kill her off in text message. In a goddamn text message, it and just... they don't even have the balls to fully phrase. It's like. Somebody you knew died last night. Well, maybe they're going to flesh that out on the next Captain America movie. Oh, wait, this was the next Captain yeah. America movie. No, they're, they're, and here's, here's the part that maybe sucks about that. Maybe they're going to flesh that out in the next season of Agent Oh, wait, Carter. that's not happening either. Mm. Maybe they're going to flesh that out in... Never. In, in the intercession never. for S.H.I.E.L.D. No, yeah, the, never. The, they just destroyed the Peggy Carter storyline, and those of us that... We're in love with Peggy Carter are going to be completely unrequited for the rest of our life. He means those that masturbate to her. Anyways. Um, no, no, yeah, she I, was I, never have, help you I have reruns. I can always <laughs> masturbate, but... Uh, no, it, it, it is. It's a pretty big character for Cap's world <clears throat> to just kill off with text messages. And, and then, in fact, they don't even show her like in a casket or and anything. The best part I like about that is he starts like sucking face with her niece. Okay, we'll get and to that. And where did that was, come I from? Gonna, I was going to get there, but you fucking jumped the gun again. I'm going to throw something. <laughs> you're, the, you're the fucking Segway killer, dude. <laughs> Sorry. You're such, that's your new nickname, Segway killer. Um, Sounds like I ride one of those two-wheel yeah, things yes, with a sword. Yes, that's exactly it. it <laughs> okay, so, so let's talk about that. Okay. Where the hell did she come from? Because um, I Ron- Romper room. <laughs> <laughs> Our audience doesn't so know it's Harper Room. That's a joke lost. Oh. Sesame Street. I thought, I thought I'd been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and keeping up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I wasn't entirely sure where she came from. She was the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent assigned to watch him in the last Captain America movie. Agent okay. 13. She was the one uh, outside yeah, of the apartment. she wasn't new in this movie. She was not new. She was in the last one. Okay. We, of course, all of us that know the backstory know that Agent 13 is Sharon Carter, but they don't explicitly say Sharon Carter in the series. And if they do, which I don't think they did, they don't say it's Peggy's niece ever until this movie. All right. Tell Cap has given it to her. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's just the way you get to Cap's heart. Slipping her the tongue. Is, is you just say your last well, name's Carter, yeah, and you're good true. to go. I guess. You just be related to Peggy, because that's what it takes. It, to me, it seemed very jolting. I mean... Forced. Yeah. Like, we skipped a lot. 
Well, I mean, th- there was a little bit of, you can see the potential in, in um, the Winter Soldier, but yeah, it, it, it seems like, you know, Cap is withholding like himself from any girl. I, I saw this movie, Civil War, and wish they had made a Captain America number three, so I knew what was going on. Right, because it was Avengers 2.5 instead. Right? Yeah. But... Because there are some elements of happening in this movie that I felt I was not privy to. <laughs> but um, with Sharon Carter, it seems like they, they... You see Cap like holding back from everyone, including Sharon Carter, including Black Widow, because you remember they kind of teased that a little bit in, sure. in Winter Soldier as well. And then all of a sudden it's like, hold, 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 hold. And then, boom, make-out session with, with Agent 13. Yeah. yeah, how'd that happen? Yeah, it was, I didn't even see them spend any significant amount of time together. You know, it was just more longing looks than yeah. than any sort of dialogue. And the Cap's least, like, you know, least, I have a penis, right? At least I part saw. of the audience clapped when that happened. There were there was some sort of pent up fan. Yeah, I wonder how the audience would clap if Cap and Iron Man made. <laughs> Probably not the same. <laughs> Probably. Or it would be only about ten percent of the. Uh, of <laughs> no, the no, I think it would be sixty percent. <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, what else was I going to say? Yeah, I, I could see that you'd be very upset about Peggy's demise. There, it was really kind of trivial. It was kind of insulting to Peggy. And I vaguely remember the character from, uh, what was it, Winter Soldier? Yeah, because remember he's going to ask her into his apartment at one point? Mm-hmm. You know, so he obviously thought she was, you know, potential. And then she got real. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Fury's in there, mm-hmm. and she says she basically can't because little does do we know it's because she's on duty, or right, this cat right. doesn't know, so... Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to watch that again. Yeah, you yeah, for totally I'm, forgot Winter Soldier. T- seems like I need to go back and watch Winter Soldier again. Yeah, but um, okay, so you disliked Peggy's demise. That was the number one. That was thing. The number and, one. and your number one like was the like. Well, uh, uh, Wanda being developed. Wanda being developed. Well, I like Wanda's developments too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cap does too. Both did, of them. Did you see the uh, picture of? Of Chris Evans staring at her. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely liked her developments. Uh, I, they're, they're awesome. What is not to like? Okay, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, check out the London premiere photo of Chris Evans staring at Elizabeth, at Olsen's, Elizabeth Olsen's cleavage. I mean, it is stare worthy. At Elizabeth's <laughs> twins? If, yeah. If, <laughs> the Olsen that twins. Crazy. That is Elizabeth the Olsen twins. Twi- Elizabeth's Olsen twins, yes. Um, and Chris Evans, who is a worldwide movie star, can't help but be caught looking. Yeah, I mean they totally got it. Yeah, yeah. I would. She's like a hot version of um. Shit, who's the chick from the secretary? Oh, I, oh, I know who you're talking about. It always comes back to the secretary with you, doesn't it? it does. It's an important movie. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Olivia Sultan's like a younger, hotter Maggie Gyllenhaal, which is pretty damn hot to begin with. <laughs> I don't know. You know, for somebody that, uh, that is into MILFs, I'm okay with Maggie, just like she MILFs, is. MILFs, GILFs. Yes. Last episode, we were talking about GILFs. You remember? said <laughs> you would go after the haggy version of Melisandre. Yeah, so I mean... What's so he's t- down with GILFs. Yeah. MILFs is too young for him. He's like, if it's got a pulse, I'm good. <laughs> and sometimes not, uh, if you yeah. listen to the necrophilia exactly. episode. Exactly. <laughs> You know, if you have a, a good wig and some okay, foundation, I'm I'm so out. <laughs> when it goes to a good wig, you know, and you, and you can tape your dude. penis behind. That's just yeah, you just tuck it and go. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll hit that. That's enough. Oh, no, no, that's not right. I'm sure Vision can uh, can work something out for you. Yeah, because he's a robot. <laughs> okay, other stuff that was left out. Not necessarily that I disliked is um, why were Thor and Abs and Thor and Hulk absent? Well, well, Hulk's hiding. Yeah, if Hulk, Hulk, you know, left after Ultron. We know, still don't know where he's at. And I'm assuming Thor's on Asgard again, like normal. Well, especially after Thor too, right? Yeah, he's got to be on Asgard to keep his shit together. But, yeah. but when Tony decided he needed backup, yeah, he decided to search for Spider-Man and not Hulk. 
Well, because Spider-Man was stupid and got YouTube videos yeah, he on know, him. Yeah, he, know, he knows exactly where Spider-Man is. Nobody seems to know really where Hulk is. And I don't think he has AT&T or whatever Verizon network to call Asgard. Yeah, so yeah, because T-Mobile hasn't gotten access to the Rainbow Bridge yeah. yet. Apparently <laughs> not. So, I don't know. I, I'm just saying I that... I mean, the Star Trek's pretty good, but I don't think it can go interdimensional yet or whatnot. If you were looking for backup... Why not go for team members that you've worked with? And then there is also the theory that if you got Hulk, he might not be on Team Iron Man. Right. Well, that there is that. He might so, be. So why wasn't Captain recruiting Hulk? Cap, all he cared about was his Bucky bromance the whole time. It's he didn't true. Give he a didn't shit give about, about anybody, anybody else. Yeah. Never, never, never. It was him and Bucky against yep. the world. That's right. Ever okay. since their days in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, you know the old. Uh, um, Toy from, maybe from the eighties, like my buddy and me. Mm-hmm. It's really my Bucky and me with Cap. Okay, my Bucky, <laughs> my, my Bucky, Bucky. yeah, <laughs> my Bucky and me. Okay, yeah, it was really that's all he cared about. In other words, Captain America short sighted, just like Americans in general, yeah. as we're about to elect Donald Trump president. <laughs> so those were your, uh, your like choices, like yeah, th- those were my. My dislikes, uh, and of course you can throw in the... Uh, no, you, you said the Wanda was your like, so you're there with dislikes and likes. Yeah. All right, so I will say my dislike is the fact that th- like most of the movie was absolutely useless. And now let me explain this, okay? So, they come down... As, as we jump on you to argue with you... <laughs> Right. Like we're like, you're, you're, you're like this movie's useless and Jack and I are like nodding our heads yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean because here you, you get to the point where um, the government decides to approve the Sokovia Accords and then it's like okay Cap you need to sign Cap you need to sign no no I'm not signing because I gotta go ahead and take care of Bucky you know and Iron Man's like and Tony Stark's like well we're just gonna capture him and, and you know keep him out of danger we're not gonna kill him Okay, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to capture him. That's what we're trying to do is, is capture this guy. We're not killing him. We're just going to capture him. Nope, can't do it, says Cap. I, it's, I'm here to you know protect Bucky. The end of the movie, what the fuck happens to Bucky? Well, he says maybe he, for everybody's protection I should be put away. Yeah, he gets put away. So there was no purpose. The only difference is, is Cap said, yeah, that's a good idea, Bucky. So at the end... Of Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Indiana Jones takes the Ark of the Covenant uh-huh. and puts it in the warehouse. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Okay. But the only difference is, is Indiana Jones had to put it in there because the Nazis were going after it. So he was actually stopping the Nazis. In this case, if you call the... Because the, the, there's two teams here. If you consider the, the Captain America team as the protagonist or Cap as the protagonist... And Iron Man, who wasn't really an antagonist, but to some degree an antagonist, if you look at it in that regard, then the antagonist is kind of right the whole way, whereas Bucky is kind of a loose cannon dude that we need to like take control of. Cap's like, no, no, no. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, we need to lock this guy up. So the main difference is, is the Nazis in Indiana Jones did not want to take Bucky and put him in a warehouse. No, they, they wanted, wanted to unleash him and kill, have him kill the world, basically. Right, would right. Be the, the difference, yeah. if we were going to use that as a metaphor or yeah, example. There is, there is, that's it's kind of a huge difference. It's kind of a huge difference, so it's not exactly the same. But we, we lock Bucky up, so the whole difference is, is and if you think about it, because they talk about Iron Man being arrogant and never admitting that he's wrong, fucking Captain America never admits that he's wrong. That's why he deserves to be shot in the next movie. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't get that. He did everything that he did, and he was wrong the entire time. And he hurt a lot of people along right. the way. Well, Black right. Widow kept telling him. Yeah, Black Widow did keep telling him, like, dude, you're, dude, you're fucking up, man. This is wrong. Yeah, this, this is wrong. Not, this a lot of people right. get hurt because you can't see the logic yeah. in this. And Black Widow is the one that tells Tony, hey, you're, you might be wrong about this, which he eventually realizes he kind of was. Mm-hmm. Okay? Black Widow is telling, you know, Steve, hey, you're wrong, dude. You're fucking up. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. And even at the end, he's like, still doesn't get it. Right. He's like, okay, we just locked Bucky up. I'm, I'm still good, you know. As long as General Ross doesn't get him. Yeah. That was really what the deal was. Like, what was Ross going to do that was so much worse than the, the fact that he's locked up now frozen in Wakanda? It's Black Panther X Machina. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it really was. I mean, the the you have the whole character development. You got this, you know, with with Tony realizing that Bucky kills his parents. Okay, he's got all this shit going down with with Pepper, which you don't know what it is. So he's he's got some he's got some shit going down with him, and. But then he finally realized that there is some truth to what Cap was saying, that they were manipulating events to make Bucky look like he's worse than he actually mm-hmm. is. So he goes to say, okay, Cap, I get why you're doing this. This guy, this Baron, you know, Zemo's bad fucking dude. And the next thing that doesn't make any sense is how the fuck does Cap know that Bucky killed his parents? Right, because Iron Man, Tony, asked Cap point blank. Yeah. Did, did you know? Did you know about this? And Cap says yes before he gets backhanded across the room. Right. Because once Tony finds out that supposedly video evidence shows Bucky was the one responsible for wrecking his parents' car and then finishing them off. Right. And killing them. Beating his dad to death and, then and strangling his, his mother. mother. How is it the captain had access to this information? Because we and never Iron Man didn't. We never right. saw Cap know. Yeah, we never saw the fact that Cap learned of this. And Cap- even if Cap learned of it from Bucky telling him, like, "Oh, I think I know why Tony might be after me." Yeah, <laughs> or Tony might have a good cause to want to kill me once he knows this deep dark secret. Right. We never had that scene. No, nope. like like you've said before, the. F- the filmmaker has to give you a trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah, right. And those breadcrumbs were missing. That particular breadcrumb was definitely missing. Because <clears throat> you, you don't see that. Because, I mean, really, Captain America is kind of a, almost a bigger asshole than, t- than Tony Stark's character is in this version of Civil War. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows at some point, for some reason, somehow, that Bucky kills his parents. Doesn't tell him... So at that point that he finds out about it from Zemo on the video monitor, you know, he's got to be culpable in some degree for not letting him, letting Tony know that, yeah, you know, you were kind of right the whole way that fucking Bucky's a problem, you know, and he doesn't, you know, so it's a really, it's a really a big deal that he doesn't tell him that. So Bucky's defense is insanity. Yes, I did it, but I wasn't in control. Right. What is Cap's defense? Yes, I knew it. But he's my friend. Yeah. But I didn't tell you. Yeah. And that's where the whole Bucky-Cap bromance comes in, is he just will not ever do anything to Bucky for any reason, even if Bucky's wrong. It's like a blind spot almost. You know, It's just he cannot go against Bucky whatsoever. And then you get to the throwdown where Iron Man's going to kill Bucky, basically. You know, if he gets the chance, he's going to kill him because he killed his parents. Even states almost that much. Well, he, you know, Cap tells him, well, he didn't know what he was doing. He does. He did. He's like, I don't fucking care. He killed my mother. I'm going to take him out. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like Bucky's the most innocent dude in the world. He's killed a bunch of other people, even if it was because of some crazy Russian programming in his brain or whatnot. But since Zemo could do the same thing, you know, anybody who knows anything about Bucky from whatever reason, Red Book or whatnot, can go ahead and have. Bucky do whatever the hell he wants at any point. So he's going to take him out. So, of course, then Cap and Bucky are trying to basically stop Iron Man. We get that final throwdown. But, I mean, I guess the, the, the thing, if you're looking at it from Iron Man's point of view, is if you were put in the same situation where you found out that the person that killed your parents is standing right next to you, even if he wasn't really in his right mind at the time that was done, would you say, no, I'm not going to go after you? Well, it kind of comes back to Batman and Joker. Okay. What does Batman do with Joker? He keeps putting him in Arkham Asylum. Uh-huh. And what does Joker keep doing? Escaping Arkham Escaping Asylum. Escaping and causing Killing mayhem. People. Yeah. So if they freeze Bucky, what's right. Bucky going to do? He's going to be unfrozen and somebody's going to manipulate him and he's going to end up hurting more people. Right. And I know that the optimistic answer is, you know, we're going to use science here to erase that Russian programming, and Bucky's going to be A-OK. He's going to be the buck that I know from, you know, pre-World War Two. But, you know, like I said, at this point, you know, he is really a danger to society. He's a danger to everyone that he's around. 
Well, I think the the fault in that lies in that they think they can un they can erase the Russian programming painlessly. Right. And you saw at the very beginning of the movie that the Russian programming in the first place was 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 successful due to the massive amount of pain inflicted to get it to work. Right. Right. So, so. to to be able to undo it painlessly is like trying to wish things away. <laughs> We're going to go again. <laughs> Don't say wish baby. Don't I'm not say wish saying baby. It. I'm um, saying it. But you can't wish it away. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, there, the one thing that the, 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 movie, the movie makers wanted to accomplish is they didn't want a clear good guy, bad guy between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And that part they kind of accomplished because Tony Stark definitely as a character makes mistakes. And... And Captain America, Steve Rogers, as a character, definitely makes mistakes. And if you had to look at him and who made the biggest mistakes, I don't know. I, I almost think Cap did. Yeah. yeah so I, I would agree. Captain was, uh, by lieu of the fact that he uh, was, Jesus, I'm stumbling over words. Well, Tony was erring on the side of safety, and Captain was erring on the side yeah. of loyalty. Yeah. Uh, optimism? Uh I'd say loyalty. Naivety. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely. Yeah, naivety, loyalty, loyalty. It's the same yeah. thing. But um, you know, and I say during that last fight, I, I still don't think Tony would have killed Cap, and Cap obviously didn't kill Tony when he had the chance. But, but I, I like, think Bucky would have killed Tony if he had the. chance. Oh yeah, and I think Tony would have killed Bucky if he had the chance. Well, that's rightly so. Yeah. Oh, of course. So, but um, Bucky's a mad dog. Yeah, and he's and he put down mad dogs. <laughs> So that was my dislike of the movie was the fact that they don't accomplish anything with it. They basically split the Avengers up, two teams now. There's a few people that are with Iron Man still on kind of the outside, and then everybody else is kind of this now underground Avengers. Well, as long as we're retconning everybody. Okay. I can't wait for the new Spider-Man movie where we get Spider-Gwen. <laughs> okay, well, so let's... let's I'll. I'll Save the part that I liked, I guess, of the movie till later. What did, what was the general opinion of Spider Man in this one? Uh, Spider Man, I did not care for Spider Man at was, all. He was too young and too looking up to Tony as uh, um, the idealist, um, entrop- uh, the businessman. You know, he, this Tom Holland Spider Man looked at Tony the way he looked at Mister Osborne. Well, we didn't. We didn't have anything to set the stage. I mean, okay, don't tell me you need to see him get bit. No, fuck no, that. No, shit. no, no. I'm not talking about an origin story. I'm talking about Tony Stark walked into his apartment, flirted with a man. All hey, the, we're all friends, and you're gonna work for me. Wants and to work with hot. I'm gonna like bang that shit. I I think you see a a very naive Spider-Man. I a teenager for and sure. And that's the intention. And it is the intention. And they have a very young actor playing playing Peter Parker. Peter Parker's in high school. And I mean, if you, if you're, let's say you're 17. Okay. Sure. You're 17. You're 17. Some old guy walks into your apartment. No, no, no. The most famous dude in the world with the best tech in the world walks into your apartment and is talking to your aunt about all this shit. You're going to be, you're going to go over your, it's going to go over the top. Steve know? Jobs walks into your apartment and Steve says, Steve Jobs is a giant piece of shit. We're going to go when, fight When you were a 17, war. who was the big shiznit for you? I mean, in 17, what year was it when you were 17? I know. Well, it's it's, it's going to start with 19. I know, huh? <laughs> when I was 17, Ronald Reagan was serving his first term as president. Damn. <laughs> I think he was in the second on mine. Yeah. Right? When, when I was 18, I yeah. voted for Ronald Reagan in the second term. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's a little bit older than me. A little bit. Um, because, because it was Bush Dukakis when I was 18. So, at the time, uh, even then... You'd be hard-pressed to find a whole lot of people who knew Bill Gates was at the time, or Steve Jobs. No, I, I think Bill no, Gates no. was definitely on the horizon. Uh, for in geeks. 84. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, because like, if you think geeks. about it, Windows 3.1 wasn't even on the horizon at that point. Windows for work groups changed everything, and that was not yet. Yeah, that was 85, 86. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Was there a big... That's what was, I'm saying. It's it's a different situation. If, Like I said, if you... if Who, who was the tech giant then? 
you you have to go back to IBM and Xerox, and they were faceless yeah. corporations. Right, exactly. Is so IBM and Xerox, and they didn't create personalities; they created tech. So you can't really research. you can't really relate to what Spider Man would be going through then, as Peter Parker as a character. The closest I could Ross Perot. The the closest I could equate it to is is if Ronald Reagan walked into my into my apartment. Okay, and, said, and then if if Ronald Reagan did walk into your apartment, you'd be pretty taken aback, especially I, if, if I would Ronald be Reagan very taken aback. And especially if Ronald Reagan. When did says, Stephen Hawking's book come out? Uh, it was a while after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really tough. It would be like if Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan was it? Okay, yeah. But I'm, so Carl Sagan walks into your bedroom and says, Jack. I have work for you to do. You'd be like, "Hell yeah!" Right? We're gonna yeah. we're gonna stop the Corvair. Yeah, you know, if, like I remember said, that? You have no idea what I'm. No, that's before my time, motherfucker. Unsafe at any speed. Okay, actually, um, brief history of time was published in '88, so that's that's even before that. Yeah. So I, we're definitely talking Carl Sagan. Yeah. So Carl uh, Sagan, the guy from Cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what that yeah. is, right? Carl Sagan walks into my room, says, uh, we need to uh, that, stop. That would be the person that would be the equivalent of Carl Sagan. Yeah. So it would be, it would be a huge deal. It would be a huge yeah, deal. Yeah. And you would say, okay, that sounds like a badass thing to do. Well, if he said Twinkies are enemies from space, I would say, that's I believe a, you, yeah, Carl Sagan. That's exactly it. So when you're, when you're a high schooler and like your tech idol comes in or your idol Fucking comes in. Fucking Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go with it and so I, I i don't blame spider-man at all for that at all so but again the there was there was things building up to that scene um that i felt yeah, were left called, out yeah it's called um, uncle ben getting shot him getting powers i'm it's called it's all the same shit we've seen like a hundred times I, before i don't even think it's the origin story that was missing i just think that there were there were moments there were 10 second scenes that were left out that would have built the credibility of that a little bit that spider-man existed uh, no i don't think we need to i don't think we need to establish that we're marvel geeks we we know that right, spider-man right. exists we know um you could have pulled Wonder Man out of that movie. I would have been a heavy boy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm okay with them bringing in Spider Man. They did. I don't cold. need. I don't Spider-Man need Spider Man. Cold's great. Yeah, I don't need an origin story. I I know I it just, like the back of my hand. I can. I just don't like that Spider Man is so Tony Stark Gaga. I, I I I once again just with the way we talk about it, I don't see a huge problem with that either. I just see it. It's it, it's the most famous dude in the world. It's somebody you're looking up to. He's coming in and wants to meet you. You're going to be taken aback. See, I really think, as, as a comic book reader, that that's what I have the problem with. I never got the feeling that Peter Parker would be Tony Stark Gaga. Peter Parker would be, but this Reed is, Richards Gaga, right? But this is an MCU, right? This right, is right. not. So you have to like yeah, put that on the back right, burner, right? I just I didn't think he. I I just wanted ten or twenty seconds more given to of, why of naked at me. Well, yeah, that would have been great. Um, of why Peter Parker dropped everything uh-huh. and followed Tony Stark. That, he didn't seconds, convince you. 20 seconds, 60 his speech, seconds. His speech to Peter didn't convince you. No. That seems what it is Yeah, that's, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if that's what you're going to give me, it didn't convince me. Okay. I'm still, I'm still, I, I'm still okay with it because I just think the sheer presence of Tony Stark there would be enough to do it to a naive seventeen-year-old. So, no, I get you, I get you. But like I said, for for someone in our generation or mm-hmm. older growing up, man, there's there's very few people that fit that bill. In the MCU, Tony Stark would be one of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we we got that established. The part that I like the best is I I actually like probably the the fighting the best the, the actual action scenes well it was it was it was like superheroes meets gladiator yeah i mean there was a lot of a lot of really interesting fighting and in how they they did the powers and the fact that I, yeah i didn't feel like the powers were bullshit when when even when wanda was like reading up her her wish magic <laughs> it's God damn you. <laughs> when she was flying on the wishes of babies <laughs> it, it felt like that was she was like conjuring a power together 
Yeah. Yeah, it's too much of me reading, you know, yeah. Vision of Scarlet Witch yeah. and Ultimates and stuff. Yeah. But she felt like she was manifesting a physical power that mm-hmm. was doing something. And, and it had constraints, physical constraints. Right. And, the, and they don't want the, and they don't make the MCU to be nearly as powerful as the comic equivalents. Right, in, right. In which anything. is why I make the joke, wish magic yeah. and wish this and wish, Jack, wish that. It's just because in the comic books, Wanda could do anything she wanted because her, her magic or her mutant mm-hmm. power is wish-based. And they seem to be getting away from that in the comic right. books, which is a good thing. And, and the jokes... Don't let the jokes <laughs> really get away from me. It's just like when she's balling up the magic, the little pink yeah. stuff. It feels there's there's a physicality there that looks like something, right? And even in the uh, the initial scene that they start off the you know the Nigerian scene, yeah, the, the where, accident, yeah, where it she can only go so it. far, yeah, yeah, she yeah. couldn't contain it after it got after uh-huh. she sent it away because of that much it could only go so far yeah. and then the tragedy happened right and if it were truly wish magic it would have been up into whatever she yeah, wanted space or yeah. whatnot yeah or everything would have just disappeared yeah it just went yeah. been gone but um i like i said i like how they did the powers i thought they were fun uh, and they also gave kind of everyone every single character kind of their due you yeah. know where they got to show off their kind of skill set you know, you got to see some of the cool stuff that Iron Man can do and Black Widow can do and Ant-Man even can do. with and War Machine. Even War Machine. War Machine looked badass until yeah. Vision fucked him up. Yeah. I mean, even even Falcon looked bad- badass. Bad- Falcon yeah. was badass. Actually, yeah. Falcon was one of my favorite characters from the movie. Because yeah. he was just looking totally badass in there. I mean, like I said, they looked really good. I mean, the, just, And he does not have powers. He, he's right. like Ant-Man. Right. Like, well, he's an Iron Man. Yeah. He's an Iron Man with... Flappy wings. He's yeah, an, and without an the, angry without bird. the iron bodysuit knight protection. Right. He's got some tech on him, but he doesn't have nearly the tech that Iron Man has. Yeah. Yeah. But, I thought it was interesting when Ant Man got super big, he became slow motion, which I guess you would feel like a little bit, but yeah. it, he seemed to be weaker when he was bigger. Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, he was able to rip the wings off the airplane and do other things, but they, they definitely made it that his... His reflexes seemed slower. Yeah, it was definitely... He's stronger but slower. That was mm-hmm. the trade-off yeah. with, with Giant Man. But um, like I said, the the, the fighting was, was, was well. It, it, it did feel pretty organic on how they would actually fight, especially when they weren't actually trying to kill each other. I mean, the only time I really felt like these people are actually trying to kill each other is that final throwdown where Tony definitely wants to kill Bucky. Right, the airport scene almost felt like, we're going to play tag now, or like touch football. <laughs> we're going to play touch football, yeah. and we're going to see. And it wasn't until um, Ant-Man became Giant-Man that you thought, man, shit's really getting torn apart. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely like like some restraint there because you know all these people are actually friends to a certain degree. And because of that... Even as soon as they're done fighting, they're almost directly or you know immediately apologizing to each mm-hmm. other. Like, I'm sorry we, that we did this. This was wrong, you know. So to kind of restore the Avengers as a, as a team. But you know, as I talked to you the other day, you know, it really feels like the Avengers are a team with two fathers in a way. You know, you got mm-hmm. Tony Stark on one side and Steve Rogers on the other side. You know, and they're the the guardians or the the overseers of the team and. You know, it's kind of like Mama and Dada fighting there, you know, going two separate ways and how it tore the team. And now they're trying to kind of, how are they going to go forward? And then you get that letter from Tony, or excuse me, from Steve back to Tony about like, I still do, I don't remember what he exactly said even, but it was like, yeah, I probably should have told you about Bucky killing your folks. I didn't do it because I didn't think you could handle it because I didn't want to do deal with it basically. Yeah, lameness. Yeah, and it was really like, okay, dude, you know, that seems like to be another huge mistake. So So was Civil War's really irreconcilable differences? Was it a divorce gone bad and a custody battle over the children? No, no. That was the whole reason that they sent that letter from Steve to Tony. He's like, you know, I'll I'll still be there if you need me. And he has a phone in in it with the letter. That's what the other item was that falls out of that FedEx box that Stan Lee drops off. I think the giant misstep with Civil Wars is that it didn't know what it wanted to be. Yeah. It well, wanted it wanted to accomplish fracturing the Avengers, but it couldn't do it without fracturing the characters. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we got the movie we got. Yeah. 
It's going to be one of the best worst movies we've yep. seen in the MCU. <laughs> that is exactly. If you look back at the plot of this movie, the actual plot, there is a lot of holes in that actual plot. This movie's going to go down as the worst plot hole movie since Batman v Superman, <laughs> which I came out a few weeks before. But you you go back and in you know you mentioned it. It's a really good popcorn movie. If you don't think about the plot, yeah, really it's a, detailed, it's fun. It well, is a really fun movie. That's you know CG's biggest problem is that he overthinks everything. Yeah. Well, that comes from a, a, a any sort of filmmaking background or, or writing background. If you have some sort of background, which I know you do, and I've also taken some film screenwriting classes. If you do that and you see that, you see these these plot holes that you know weaken the overall movie to you. Whereas if you go in, and you just want to see badass superhero-ness you definitely got that yeah yeah yeah. so as a casual observer movie this is a great movie oh it is and it's way better than batman versus superman Mm -hmm. because it's so dark and so fractured um this one has is not dark at all i mean Mm -hmm. other than you know bucky killing (laughs) iron man's moment (laughs) right right which which is kind of all flashbacky anyway so Mm -hmm. it was not done real time right um but yeah, everything about this movie is kind of fun because everybody's powers manifest awesomely and everybody gets to be awesome and, and Ant-Man gets to be giant man yeah. and Falcon gets to be badass and Wanda gets to save the day and Black Widow does whatever the fuck Black Widow wants <laughs> which to is, do. Which is exactly what Black Widow seems yeah. to always do. Right, right. She, I have no powers, but I am the baddest <laughs> ass chick ever. She bounces around and teases people. Yeah. And she she does she really does whatever the fuck she wants to. Yeah. If she wants to switch sides in the middle, she does. Nobody she can won't. tell her nothing. Yeah. Cap, Iron Man, nope. General Ross. You know nobody. how I said that that the, the Avengers have is a team with two parents? Well, Black Widow don't give a fuck. Right, right. She she de-jabs. She's everyone. mommy's favorite. She's daddy's yeah. favorite. She's neither's favorite. Yeah. She always does what she wants. She's to that do. independent rebellious child yeah. of the family. So but like I said, I mean that's my review. I think it's a good movie still. I think it's fun. But it's definitely got. I'm going to be interested holes. if it gets picked apart by critics over the next couple of weeks. Right. Well, that, I, I almost don't well, think it will. No, that's the weird part. It's going to criti- be the Teflon Marvel it's, movie. It's the it's the it's ridiculous because all the critic movie critics came out and said, "Oh my god, this is great! This is great!" And it's still fun. But yeah, and they I had th- a premiere like for real and everything. Yeah, and whereas I, Superman right. v Batman did not. And I would have thought for sure the critics would have been like. You know, shitting on it, but the fans would still love it, right? You know, just like pretty much any Marvel movie. But no, like they, the critics seem to be very positive about and the it. The critics just, crucified Iron Man too, right? And I just don't see how that they can escape all of these obvious things that we even see, right? To say, oh yeah, this is the best Marvel movie yet when it's or maybe not. we see all these things that we think are obvious because we're comic book nerds. Yeah, we can't see the forest Wait. for the trees. <laughs> That's our. Our curse and our blessing. Right. We have been giving, given too much power. Okay, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> With great nerd power comes great nerd responsibility. Apparently, that's where you, I could see that's where that was going. And yeah, was it doesn't like, roll off the tongue by no. any means. I think we're going to wrap that up right here. I think so. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Desperate Mother Podcast. I'm CJ Watson. I'm Matt Everhart. And I am Jack Fisher. And hop on. I'm just hoping that the card didn't overflow some time ago. (laughs) 